Hello, and welcome to episode 118 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today is all of uh, Strixhaven, like our first like three or four days of play, what we think of the set, and all that jazz. Yeah, I think I played a good chunk of this weekend. I uh, ended up working on some videos for our YouTube channel, and instead of getting down to the game store, I hung out on Arena and jam some games instead yeah so i grabbed a bunch i played some sealed i played some historic i tried to play some standard but i don't think anybody's playing standard so yeah i have um nine dra- nine drafts and gameplay videos recorded awesome i've just gotta like put them all together because some of them need a are a little rough around the edges so i just need to put them together mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully later this week they will start coming out Yep. So awesome. Yeah. I've got a, I just picked up my collector booster box too. So I got to crack that and record it and I'll get that one posted too. Yeah, man. But, those uh, are, those over the are... weekend, over the weekend, I got the pre-release kits posted and I got my set booster box posted. So you guys can run over to our YouTube channel, casual tryhard MTG and check that out. The, the number one thing on our YouTube j- channel are your box openings. <laughs> I think there are more views on a single box opening than every draft I did of Keldheim combined. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just can't keep up with the magnetic personality. Like, I, I, hey, I just figured I'm going to be cracking this product for myself anyway. I might as well record it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not I'm, like I do a billion of them. Yeah, I did my did my drafts and I'm like, well, I might as well record these. So, yeah. If you'd like to tweet at us how you're feeling about Strixhaven, you can get us at Casual Tripod. Yep. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Or you can drop us an email, show at CasualTryhardMTG.com. Probably either this weekend, once collector boosters start getting out into the wild, or next weekend is probably going to be bottom of the market for Strixhaven stuff. And. It seems to me, in the little bit of looking around I did this weekend, that it's kind of mystical archive or bust. So if there's anything you guys are looking for out of like the set proper or some of the lower end uh, mystical archive cards, either this weekend, in the next week, or next weekend's probably the time to pick stuff up super cheap. So if yeah. you're going to do that and pick up some singles, make sure you use our TCG player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com anything you purchase after following that link will get a little cut off to help keep the show rolling yes were you gonna say something no go ahead i was i was gonna say something about like buying mystical archives but just go ahead it's fine no all right if you want to support us a little bit more directly you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard mtg i just wrapped up the patreon gifts um i'll probably the the second round of them i'll probably send them out either tomorrow or wednesday sorry it took a little bit longer i ended up being a couple short we got a couple couple new patrons since uh, last time i i put these together and i had ordered all the cards in the beginning so i had to scrounge through my collection and come up with a couple extra cards Ooh, uh, but they'll be headed out soon out. so yeah ac- for my actual personal collection so oh man we're not gonna tell you which patrons one. there will we're not gonna tell you which well, one's which you can just assume that it's from james's actual personal collection that's right well it's the same card as the rest of them it's just a couple of them came out of my collection so <laughs> yeah 
So they should be headed out soon, and hopefully they'll get into your guys' hands by the time you get our next episode. Hopefully none of them have uh, have been randomly proxied on the back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, I had ordered a bunch of a bunch of you know the Patreon gifts off a TCG player, and some of them came in with like random numbers on the back, and I didn't even realize this. Like Anthony said something, right? Yeah, I was like, oh hey man, like it was cool that like I forget like the the card that was on the back of his. He's like, oh that's really cool, and we were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And sure enough, like your near mint land, someone is just like a proxy card in. Yeah. Like, Oops. So sorry if your lands were scribbled on. That wasn't us. No, it wasn't me. It was we were a, trying, to, an we were trying to give you good products. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, up. as good as I could muster. Yeah, it was good. So we mentioned earlier about our YouTube channel. Make sure you head over there and check that out. Uh, there'll be a bunch of new videos being posted up over the next couple weeks. Like I said, I got another box opening and a bunch of draft videos, and hopefully we'll stumble across some sort of sweet constructed deck we can do some gameplay videos of also. So hop over to our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you want to keep an eye out for the videos. Any sort of engagement we can get, we would greatly appreciate. So subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Yeah, And also, we have our Discord. Uh, there's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social medias. Um, hop on over there and let us know what you think of the show, if you got any show ideas, any sweet brews you're working on, any of that sort of stuff. And I'll, I'll post up any, any brews that I'm working on as well. Yeah, you have your... Uh, you had a, a Jun Storm Herald list that you're working on. I have yeah. a... Um, uh, right now, I don't have a sideboard for it yet, but... Uh, a Neoform uh, deck with Brainstorm in it. Yeah. And then some cards to enable Brainstorm. And, mm-hmm. like, I was killing people on turn four and turn five, like, consistently with, like, interaction yeah. and stuff. It was just like, oh, this is this is easy mode. Seems pretty good. Yeah. So just doing a little bit of work to, like, clear the top, finding ways to clear the top of your deck for Brainstorm. It's yeah. Like, what are you using is... for that? So I was using... Um, Augur of Bolas, which is colloquially <laughs> look, at the t- look at the bottom three cards. A good cards way to of your put deck. three cards on the bottom of your deck, yeah. <laughs> but you can do tricks. You can like, like put an instant or sorcery on top, so you yeah, know you and can then grab hit. it and then. Yeah. yeah, but like if it's just like if you're like I gotta put two lands back and then like send them away, like yeah. sometimes you get lucky and you like hit on the third card, but it just clears the top, mm-hmm. and also. Um, like, I started testing uh, Perilous Voyage. Oh, you're going to have to remind me of that one. This is... I have some foils of this one. This is a pet card. So this is uh, okay. one, in, one in the blue instant. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. If it has CMC two or less, scry two. Oh, okay. So you're like, you know, bounce your two... Like, you can, you know, on turn three, like, brainstorm, then, like, bounce their two drop, and then put those... Scry those two cards to the bottom. Yeah, so it that just seems clears them right off the top. So I took out. Um, I had been playing Brazen Barber in that spot, mm-hmm. and Brazen Barber is better against control because, like, it just like gives you a, thrash, a, a flash threat that they have to deal with. But yeah. like, Perilous Voyage is just a way to like clear the top, and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty good. And I was also playing like I'm up lands. I could probably go down one or two lands. I'll have to like 
23 lands, but I have four Fabled Passages and five Basics. Yeah. And then the, like, you know, Fable Passage. It's hilarious watching people, like, turn one Brainstorm with, like, yeah. <laughs> no way to manipulate the top of their library. And it's like, what have you done to yourself? Well, like, I'm over here, like, I'm going to wait four turns before I cast this thing. Or, like, I'm going to get my compo piece on turn three and then right. kill you. Oh. Well, I mean, we called that when we were talking about the archives, too, though, is people that, like, haven't played Legacy or never played with Brainstorm don't realize, like, you can really dig yourself into a hole. Yes. And then, conversely, dig yourself out of a hole spectacularly. We're just like, oh, I guess, yeah. I guess I'm good. All in all, like, uh, Brainstorm has been good, but it has been funny to watch people, like, yeah. not do it right. Right. It's like, like, just wait to draw more cards to put back and then shuffle away. Yeah. Like, please, do yourself that favor. <laughs> but um, it's only one mana. It's for casting on turn one. No, no. That was, was the old, like, adage. It's like the best Brainstorm is the one you don't cast. Right, you're just like, hold, hold. Especially like I was playing in a combo deck and it's like, well, I don't know what piece I'm going to draw. Mm-hmm. So I want to wait as long as I can to draw the piece and right. then, uh, and try then and fix go. The rest with the brainstorm. Then try to fix it with the brainstorm, yeah. Yep. All right, so I th- you want to talk Strixhaven first impressions? I think most of, we kind of touched on a little bit with that uh, brief historic talk, but I think most of our first impressions are from Limited. That's where I spent yeah. most of my time. Uh, I spent a reasonable chunk of yesterday playing Historic also, but yeah, we can start with Limited. Yeah, so I liked Keldheim for a bit, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like mushed into it being a two-deck format. Yeah. I don't think Strixhaven is going to do that, and Strixhaven I don't think is so either. very well done. It's like interesting and complex in the games play out mm-hmm. like, differently a lot of times. Yeah, there's a lot of cards that I was really impressed with that I was not expecting to be impressed with. Such as? Um, like, Lorehold Excavation. Oh yeah, I've totally lost to that card a few times. Like, that card has done so much work and it looks like nothing on the face value. Yeah, like, uh, so red-white, and on your end step you mill a card. If it's a land, you gain a life. Gain a life. A non-land, your opponent takes one. Yep. And then, and then you, can, you can pay five and exile a creature from your graveyard and make a spirit. Three, yeah, like spirit. I've, I've like been at three and my opponent's just played one of those. And I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. dead now. Like, I yep. just can't beat this. Yeah. Have you um, run into anybody that had one of those and a Hoffrey? And no. like made two, four, two spirits on your end step? No, I've not had that one. Yeah, super gross. What is the is it Hoffrey or like the the Quinton guy? The the uncommon? Oh yeah, it's just, yeah, that's the one that I meant. The yeah. Yeah. Quintonomous. Yeah, Quintonomous. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. No, that card that card was is also just like, oh, this is great. Like the yeah. uh with the the, the bird or the red two drop that like oh, comes yeah, back yeah. to five. Yep. Like I played yep. kind of a controlling deck where I had four of those. Mm-hmm. Now I got totally owned by the black green mythic yeah that drew my opponent 13 and 11 cards in back-to-back games but Mm. it was like oh i can just trade this off early and then late in the game bring it back yep and then it's like oh i have a quintarius and so when i bring it back i get two yep that's pretty cool and they're like better so (laughs) 
I have a video where I was like recording and I was like, okay, plum plum the forbidden. I was like, I don't think this card is good. Oh. <laughs> and then like Yeah, that's like, another three one drafts that later, I'm way like, better than I expected. I'm like, oh no, this card is great. Like there was a few times where I'm like, I wish I would have drafted those because I could have just combo killed my opponent here. Yeah. Uh it's like, oh, okay. Like it's just always like two for one your opponent or three for one them when they try to like kill your creature with a removal spell. Yep. And you're just like, okay, I'll draw two cards and like counter your removal spell. Cool. Yep. Or like I had someone where like I attacked, they blocked, and then I just like sacked all my creatures for a bunch of make trap triggers to yep. kill them. It's like, yep. oh, I've done that too. Yeah, that card is like kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Now that I've like played with it, like I played against it a few times, I was like, ugh. Then I started drafting, and I was like, oh, this is just like great. Like I think the problem was is when I read it. Uh, I didn't realize that you don't always have to sack a creature, that it's just one in the black cycle. Yeah, so you read it as like village rights instead of I'm half like, of a sign and blood. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. this is this is really good. Yeah. Alright, so there's also Rutha Mercurial Artist. So okay. one red blue for a one four. And it's a legendary orc shaman. Mm-hmm. And you pay a red you pay sorry, you pay two, return it to your hand. And you can copy an instant source or sorcery that you control. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I've just annihilated people. I don't think like, I've seen that card yet. You like play it on like, you know, three. And then you get to turn five and you're just like, uh, I'll cast divide by zero. I'll yeah. put this back in my hand. I'll bounce two things and I'll learn twice. Yeah. Or like if you have like, what is it? Igneous intuition. Like, mm-hmm. kill two of your things, learn yeah. twice, just annihilate people. Or, uh, the like, if you have a big spell, like the make two four fours. Oh, yeah. The elemental creativity, and you're just like, make four four fours. <laughs> Good luck. Your go. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's a card that, like, if they get, if you get to, co- they copy one thing, you're usually, like, so far behind. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a, a game where I was just like, like, bounce two things, replayed it, and I got the uh, the exile to exile a thing draw a card. Mm-hmm. And I was like, exile two things. Fine, you oh, get to draw man. some cards. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, cool. Like, you're, you're dead now. Like, yeah. you got two cards, but I, like, got, like, eight cards worth of value here. Yeah, so, and one of them, at least one of them was a land, so. Yeah, like, we're good. So yeah. that card has just been like a house. Like I had a couple games where just like I was just like I just copied a spell like every turn. Yeah. So uh, have you gotten a chance to play any of the ramp decks yet? I played one. It was like a teamer ramp deck, so it had some removal and some of the big Prismari spells. But okay. I I didn't feel like it had enough payoff. And I also oh. was saddened to find that uh Field Trip only gets forest. I like was talking about how like oh I have like all this mana fixing because I have these field trips and then I cast <laughs> it and like it only showed me four so I went oh no you were probably all watching the draft going what an idiot <laughs> uh, yeah but I mean I think field tr- field trip is still really good yeah but, yeah only gets for us but yeah. I meant more of like the um, you haven't played any of the I can't remember the school name now uh, Quinn uh, Quandrix Quandrix. I've you haven't played, played any of the Quandrix ramp decks? I've played against them, yeah. but I've not played just a like 
played like just like a hard blue green one. Yeah. But I think the, they're uh, good. Like they just kind of like invalidate the stuff you're doing relatively quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you like what was that spell's name that you were just talking about? Learn the uh, go, go grab a forest. Oh yeah, field trip. Field trip, yeah. If you like field trip and then go get a um the thing it's like X hybrid hybrid make a fractal. Oh uh, yeah, fractal summoning. Yeah, so you get like your ramp payoff and your ramp spell is kind of all wrapped up into one card. Yeah. And the four mana like double growth spiral. Oh it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get to play two lands, but like draw two, put a land into play. That yeah. card's way better than I thought it was going to be. I had someone playing that deck, but they randomly had black-white, and they played a blot out the sky for nine. Ooh. I was like, oh, like let's chalk up another loss to a mythic. I was keeping track. <laughs> I was keeping track at the beginning of the format. I've I've stopped now. I almost beat that. They had to draw yeah. something to beat me, but I was like, dear God. Like, I was like, what is the, it's like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is bad. Okay. I can't, I can't ever beat this. Yeah. Have you, uh, had a chance to resolve a bookworm yet? I have not. Oh, dude. It yeah. is so much fun to cast that card. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. Like, I've, like, when I was drafting my ramp deck, I was like, I want a bookworm. I need a bookworm. Yeah. This deck needs a bookworm. There were no bookworms yeah. to be had. Yeah. That Another card is so good. Another card that, like, is Bookworm an uncommon? It is, right? Yeah, it's an uncommon. Okay. So, here's another common that is, like, sneakily way better than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Pilgrim of the Ages. Oh, yeah. Right? Just, like, the number of times it's just, like, I was I was just attacking into my opponent and making them kill it and just, like, I have nine mana draw planes to go. Yep. Like, you can't yep. let it through. I did that twice, and I was like, wait, I should just be attacking with everything, and they'll be dead. I was like, <laughs> I was just like I'm just grinding you out. I just get that draw a card every turn. This is amazing. So that kind of leads us to one of my first points about this format, is we've talked about, like, the ramp spells in Quandrix, and then the Pilgrim just going to get lands every turn. And one of the things that I noticed about this format in general is that the mana sinks are really good. And yes. it's really easy to get rewarded for having like not missed a land drop. Like part of that is the common land cycle, right? Yeah. The, the number of times I felt like I'm losing to my opponent, having a campus and getting to scry each turn yeah. is like every time yeah. that I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to lose to this campus. Like this is yeah. awful. And like conversely, every time I've had one, because I started prioritizing them pretty quickly. And every time that I had one and my opponent didn't, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to win this game. It doesn't matter like what happens in between now and when I can start activating this, but I'm going to win. Like to the point where like I will take off color ones. Like if I'm uh, Silver Quill, I'll take like mm-hmm. a, a, a lore hold um, yeah. campus just so I have one. Like, yep. I'll take it, like, early on, so I'm like, okay, if I don't get, like, if I don't get the black-white one, I at least have this one, so I have the scry. Yeah. And that has proven to be beneficial, because I feel like you always want one or two in your deck. Yep. Along the same, like, thing about, like, good mana sinks mm-hmm. is also this feels like modern magic in that this set is not about resource management as much as like resource deployment. Yeah. Right. You always have something to do. 
Yeah. Like with the like learn lesson mechanic, like you just have stapled like, you know, ideally good spell with a mediocre spell stapled to it. Mm-hmm. And you just never run out of things to do. Yeah. It's kind of nice like in your Quandrix deck to, you know, top deck your field trip on turn nine or whatever when you didn't really need it. But you cast it and then go get either your fractal summoning to make a big blocker or your introduction to annihilation to kill their thing or whatever the one is that puts two counters on something and gives vigilance to like, you know, have your threat punch through like the toolboxiness of it seems really important too to have like a couple different options to go get the learn cards that you want are the ones that like really like impact the board so mm-hmm. like i said like igneous intuition or inspiration i don't know which one it is the the, the three damage removal spell at uncommon oh divide, yeah that one's div- really good divide by zero yeah because like you know uh the white like stern pro or not stern proctor the the like two one for one in the white that learns when it comes into play Mm-hmm. like just anything that's like an actual real magic card that has learn on it yeah are so good i've been like reasonably impressed with the one mana like put a counter on something learn also is it guiding light or guided light or something 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 like that yeah not that yeah, it like, like affects the board by itself but like one mana to you know tutor up a mediocre spell and make whatever you played on one of the first three turns bigger than whatever your opponent has yeah, seems pretty good. The uh, is it is it hunt hunt for pests or the the one in the one in the like black? Yeah, yeah, hunt for one, pests. Yeah, make a one one. Learn like that card's good. Again, there are some things that you say on, in a video that you can never take back. I was like, <laughs> cram session. That card literally has like no text other than like learn. And then yeah. I played a deck where like the life gain mattered, and like I cast a cram session, and I think I did like eight damage to my opponent. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I take it all back, Cram Session. <laughs> it was like Cram Session, like Trigger, Dina, Double Trigger, the Wither Bloom. Um, yeah. uh, I had two of the Wither Bloom uh, apprentices, mm-hmm. which they drained. So then they re triggered Dina. Then you gained the life. And I was like, oh, aye, aye, aye. I just fireballed you. And now I'm going to yeah. go get like environmental studies and do it again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, I guess that card has more text in the right deck. Uh, <laughs> I think the the tap one, the, like, one of the white, like, tap. Tap two things, learn. Like, that one's pretty, eh. Yeah, like, I've, I've tried playing it a couple times, and I wasn't super impressed with it, but I've also gotten absolutely annihilated by it, too. Yeah, pop quiz is, like, really good. Like, the yeah, divination. I haven't played with pop quiz yet. Like the divination one, like if I can just replace itself unless you get something. Yeah. So I was saying in the pre-show that I have a hard time knowing if I'm supposed to take the lesson cards first Mm -hmm. or the uh, learn cards first. And it seems to vary pretty wildly draft to draft. I don't know how long that's going to be for, though. I, I think like once people start figuring the format out. Um, I think that'll change and you'll know when you're supposed to take what as, as soon as limited resources tells you that's when the rest of the internet will will yes, do that. This is true because like I was there are some drafts where like I was like okay I'm going to take these like 
I'm going to have to take these lessons early because mm-hmm. my last two drafts, like lessons weren't wheeling. Yeah. And then there were no learn cards. So yeah. like I have like four lessons and like one learn card. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, I'm going to take these lessons, these learn cards. And then the lessons never are around. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're playing like either not enough lessons or like super medium ones. Yeah. And it's just like, which am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. Like I said, I think part of that is people trying to learn the format. Yeah. Um, and as soon as LR, as soon as LSV comes out and tells you what you're supposed to be doing, I think everybody will follow in line. But also I've noticed people's pick orders are kind of strange. Like cards that I thought should have wheeled don't. Yeah. And cards that I don't expect to wheel do. And I'm wondering how much of that is people trying to hedge their collections because of like this set in particular affects the arena economy differently than most sets because of the mystical archives. So I don't know how much people's pick orders have changed because of that. Yeah, no, there are definitely some situations where like you, you get packs and you're like, what did you take out of this? That Mm -hmm. like, these are the cards that are here. Right. Oh, speaking of, uh, mystical archives and whatnot so the mystical archives that you can't play in historic yeah if you take it they just give you the gems oh so i took a lightning bolt and at the end of the draft they're like you get 20 20 gems for a card that was like that you had enough of and i didn't have four of anything and the only thing i could think it had to be the bolt huh you know, that popped up on my screen a couple times, but I don't remember taking any band cards. What are the band cards? Do you remember? Oh, goodness. Dark Ritual. Bolt, swords. Oh, it's Dark Rit. Yeah, if Dark, Dark Rit's banned, that's what I took. Yeah, Dark Ritual, Swords, Bolt, Demonic Tutor, Channel, yeah. Natural Order, which I've not seen one of those. Oh, I haven't seen one of those either. And I, forget. I haven't seen a Demonic Tutor either. Neither have I. And I forget what the other... There's one other one, seven. I know those six, but I forget what the seventh one is. Yeah. But, yeah, so if you take a band card, because, like, I think I took a Dark Grit and got 20 gems as well. Like, yeah. it was super late. Yeah, just, just so you know, like, if you want to take it because you think it's good for your draft, at mm-hmm. least you'll get 20 gems for it. Or if there's nothing in your pack and you want 20 gems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just like, okay, I can take one of these, like, band cards that yeah. I can that I'm not going to play but I can uh get kind of paid for it a little bit. Yeah. But I agree that there's probably some like collection building going on. Yeah. So while we're talking about mystical archives, how yes. do you think they affect the limited environment? I feel like one the format has like a little bit of a cube vibe yeah. in like if you've ever played like Vintage Cube or even like the Arena Cube, right? There are some mm-hmm. cards that are just like, you know, outscaled in power. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my like my packs didn't have these ridiculous cards in them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like able to play this matchup. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, when your opponent's like Inquisition, you bolt your thing, then cast like yeah a doom blade or an eliminate and you're just like, cool. Like I just got annihilated by three cards that aren't in the set. 
Right. And it's like, oh, I opened Divine Gambit, which is like, <laughs> which is that I've seen more of that mystical archive than anyone because yeah. no one takes it. And right. now I've taken it every time I see it, just talking about how awful it is. <laughs> and like, hey, someone thought this was going to be a staple white removal spell and put it into the mystical archive when yeah. like Path to Exile is a card. <laughs> swords. Well, we have swords. Give us Path too. Like the people in oh, modern yeah. need to bling out their deck. It's true. Like you gave us shock and lightning bolt. Yeah. Give us path and swords. No, yeah. no, I'm good. We're just gonna here's this unplayable, like garbage card. And it's like, <laughs> oh, every time I'm just like, why? I think I've probably like, you know, thirteenth picked like four of them already. <laughs> and I'm like and black white, and I'm like, maybe, maybe if I'm desperate I'll play this. And it's like always the first card I cut. I'm just like, nope. Um, <laughs> not today. Today's not your day. Yeah, but there's definitely a feeling of like, oh, like you're playing against like blue green and they like turn to growth spiral. And you're like, well, yeah. that's not okay. Like that's not supposed right. to happen <laughs> in this format. Like, no. Or like I cast, like I went through like in my head, like, okay, what are the cards I have to worry about when I cast this removal spell? And yeah. like, snakeskin veil didn't like come up as an option and just got annihilated by a snakeskin veil yeah and i'm just like well that's that's good like nice to see that i'm losing the cards not in the format or not in i've the definitely set. had a game or two where i went to t- cast a removal spell and i said all right well if this resolves i win and if they have a snakeskin veil i lose and they had a snakeskin veil yeah and you're just like uh and i was saying yeah. like i think that the uncommons though they are pretty common Mm-hmm. like i think they're somewhere like they're hard to play around because they're probably almost like rares in terms of rarity they're close to yeah just just because like normally you There's get one three, in a pack instead of three yeah you get three uncommons yeah. in a pack so it's like okay like if snakeskin veil was in the format or not in the format in the set i'd be like there's a good chance they have a snakeskin veil right but like it's like playing around a rare and you're yeah. just like i can't play around a rare yeah, like I just can't like, and I feel like the decks that well, have, I mean, there's like, way less of them though. Yeah, but I, that's what I mean though. Like, you don't usually play around rares, right? Like, the odds of your opponent yeah. having a given rare, like a given like set rare, yeah. are are pretty low. So it's hard for you to like a lot of times be like, well, I can't cast this spell because they might have this rare. Sometimes yeah. you just have to be like, well, I've got to cast this. Right, but mm-hmm. like if Snakeskin Veil was an uncommon, right? Yeah, like it, a set uncommon, you'd probably be like more apt to be like, okay, I have to play around this. Yeah. So it's just like they're more rare than like their rarity would suggest, mm-hmm. but just like outsized in power. Yeah, definitely. Right? You know, like I had a draft where I went shock into lightning bolt were my first two picks. I'm like, well, this isn't okay. <laughs> like like what what are we doing like this yeah. is not cool like you know you're you're playing against like a, a red deck and they play i had an opponent play a mountain and they just like forgot they had priority on my oh. turn and i was just like it was like turn one and i was like oh they have a shock so yeah. i played like the first like five turns thinking they Around had a the shock, shock. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I have to play my 2-2 now. Like, yeah. I can't just not do anything. They had a bolt. Oh, And I was just great. like, awesome. Like, that's 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 cool. Yeah. I mean, thanks for the arena reads, but still. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, on one hand, the Mystical Archives, like, kind of liven up and, like, make the games a little more random. Yeah. But, which is nice because you're not getting, like, repetitive gameplay. But at the same time, sometimes I just feel like it's a feel bad when you're like, oh, like I got Tainted Pack, uh, Divine Gambit, and then like (laughs) Dark Ritual as my mystical archives. And it's like, well, none of those are playable. And like your opponent just like, like got like, oh, I got like Time Warp, Counterspell, and uh, Memory Leak. And it's like, oh, oh, cool. I can never win now. (laughs) Like, I just can't win. Uh, yeah. It's like okay, they have up two blue mana. What are the odds they have a counterspell? <laughs> not good enough for me to not play my five. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> they right had into it. that. Yeah, yeah, it's like well, I guess, I guess I got cut. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing I don't like is like the times where you're just like oh, like they like really high rolled. Yeah. Also, some of the rares are just absurd. Like I know that's just like modern, like limited now. Mm-hmm. but some of them you're just like come on like this like can't what? really be a card uh what is it uh is it sparring regimen uh put a counter every time you go to combat every time you attack with a creature put a counter on it put a plus plus one counter and yeah. uh untap it yeah so it, like gives it like you can't beat that card like it's right. impossible yeah everything you're... they do is ahead of curve yeah and keeps getting bigger they're like oh i played a dumb and it has learn. So you're like, yeah. play this, go get my inkling summoning, play my inkling summoning. <laughs> then like the next turn and you're like, attack with a three, a three, two flyer, attack yeah. with a four, three flyer. You're dead. And it's like, oh, what about geez. the, um, oh, what's it called? Dramatic the, finale. Uh, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That I had one of those and it's just like, oh, you, like, if I resolve this, you can never, ever, ever beat me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so, no way to beat that. So it's uh black white, black white, black white, black white. Um yep. for an enchantment that gives all of your token creatures plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. Or all of your spirit yeah. answers. All of your token creatures. No, I it's think. all tokens. All tokens. And then if one of your creatures dies, you make an inkling. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, all of my all of my creatures are two for ones. Right. They die awesome. into a three two flyer. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, that card's nuts. Uh, like, I had my count of, like, mythics I was losing to. The, uh, whatever the green-black mythic is. Yeah, Harness Infinity or whatever yeah, it is. That that card is just absurd. Like, yep. you're playing this nice, like, grindy game. You you they have, like, no cards in hand and you have four and you're like, hey, looks like I got, oh no, they just drew 13. <laughs> oh my god, that, that they're all spells. instant. Is it instant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not I, realize that when when we were like looking over the cards. I never. I've never had anyone cast that card as an instant. Everyone oh, just I, cast it as a sorcery. I have cast, no, I have definitely cast it as an instant on your end step. I'll draw eleven cards. Yeah, like, and I've just and like, I'm like, well, thank God they only ended up drawing like seven because they had to discard four. Thank God yeah. I didn't realize it was an instant. Ugh. Oh yeah, it's an instant. Yeah, but there's. <laughs> I understand that like rares have to be more powerful and like whatever they don't impact the living environment that much, 
Are there just times where you're like playing reasonable games mm-hmm. and then they like slam something and you're just like, oh, I guess this game no longer exists. Yeah. Like I had someone top deck the Lorehold Dragon. Oh, like I was like, oh, this is fine. I've got like three cards. I should be. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had an expel. Yeah. It has vigilance. It does so I have couldn't vigilance. kill it. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, really? Yeah. This is this is how it goes down? Yeah. Uh, it is hopefully going to be a little more interesting than uh, Keldheim. Yeah. No, I, like, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I like Keldheim after a while it, like, was like a chore. Mm-hmm. This, like, I'm like, like, I was over the weekend, like, like, Gavin would, like, take a nap or something. I'd be like, I'm going to run upstairs and, like, try to bang out, like, a few games. Like, I'm, there, like, super into playing it. Yeah, there's a ton of little pocket synergies. And I there think, are. like, that's what you really like in a format is the little pocket synergies. Yeah, where you can um, find neat things to do. Yeah, and there's just so many of them packed into this set. And I don't know if that's just because of the set proper or because of the mystical archives i mean there's certainly a lot in strixhaven but i think the mystical archives add to it a little bit too yeah i agree you get to do a lot of different things and you do just keep finding like oh this card and this card go well together yeah and like they might not be things you realize went well together right and also like you can bail on a color pair kind of late Mm -hmm. because like of the hybrid cards so like yeah, You're that like, was a point. I'm glad you brought that up. That was kind of a talking point that I wanted to make sure we touched on. Because, like, you have, like, I was, I took, like, three black cards, and then I took, like, uh, like a pledge, uh, a pledge mate, the uh, Silver Quill Pledge Mate. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I, like, open, like, a busted green card, like, I can, I still get to play this card. Yeah. Right? Because I can just switch to witherbloom and still have a like reasonable like yeah a reasonable plan here you get to the end of your first pack and you're black white but if you open you know a green bomb you're like Mm -hmm. okay like i'm only losing two cards right like i'm losing two white cards but i have like these three other cards that have white mana symbols in them that i still get to play Mm -hmm. and that's yeah that's nice yeah and i think like it's weird when you're kind of drafting your deck because because of the way the colors are laid out and the hybrids it seems like it's a lot easier to play the wedges than the shards like if you have to go three colors instead of two because of like what you just said if you have you know a black white you know gold card it's a lot easier for you to play mardu than it is for you to play esper yeah yeah well i because mean that's you because you get to overlap some yeah, because you, because like the the like the the shards don't like they're they're not allied with the other color, right? In their in their shard, like it's like black white doesn't have share anything with blue, it right. shares with red. Well, at least right. white does. Or you can be Abzan, right? Yeah, like black, like yeah, I've been Abzan is yeah, yeah. I've been uh, that that Mardu deck where like I splash the four two flyer that gets back a spell. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's just one red pip. It's like three white, white, red. Yeah. And I just like I need like three red sources and I can cast a spell. So 
this is going back to like the very beginning of the discussion, but I just thought of another card that I've been absolutely demolished by multiple times that looked completely innocuous when I read the okay. card the first time. It's that five drop red three four, where when it swings you exile oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They... sorcery from your graveyard and you get to um like you, exile you... the top two cards of your library and cast them. Yeah, you put the card on the bottom. You don't exile. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You put it on the bottom. Yeah, the three four. Yeah, yeah. Where you're just like, oh, it just draws me two cards every time it attacks. Yeah, yeah. Card's nuts. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's really good. I, I like drawing yeah. two cards. Yeah, I think that you know the more you play the format, the more you're gonna see these like little things where you're like, oh, this is this is an interesting like way to use this. Like I said, like I was like, plum the plum the forbidden is not good. And then, like, yeah. I just keep playing it. I'm like, oh, no, it's, like, great. Yeah. And, you know, like, oh, I have, like, four pests in a uh, in a Dina. He's like, okay, I guess I'll just fireball you now. Right. Cool. I'll fireball you and I'll draw four cards. Yeah. I guess you're dead. Cool, you're dead. Yeah. I have made a few, like, I played the, was it Sedgemore Witch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you get a pest when Magecraft? Yeah. Like, I just had it, like, take over a game. Yeah. Just like, okay, cool. Like, play my uh, witch and just like, he's like, okay, we're done. Oh, um, uh, it's Professor's Warning. Yeah, uh, give a counter on something or make it indestructible. Yeah, the number of times I've like been playing and like I had I had a Lissette and I was like, yeah. I was like, well, we're playing this on five because. Yeah. I need to be able to protect it and then like play it on five. They try to kill it and you protect it. And then the game ends. Right. You're like, give it indestructible. Cool. Yep. Or I had the, uh, Extus. Yeah. I was like, play it on five. And they're like, they like, they're like deal four damage. I'm like, give it a plus one, plus one counter, get back a creature. Then I attacked and I was like, Oh, it has double strike. It was way better. Give it a counter than I thought (laughs) it was going to be cool. Take six. Yeah. That card has like been really good. It's like, Almost like a black, like God's willing. It's pretty close to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the two modes are close enough where they're like the overlap between them is enough that like you're going to get kind of the same effect out of both modes. But there's times where one's going to be better than the other one. Yeah. Where you can be like, oh, you're, you know, you're heated debating me counter. Fine. Oh, you're playing. uh, What is it? mage hunters whatever siege or whatever oh yeah, yeah yeah and you're like cool make it indestructible yep and you're just like all right i guess i guess i win now yep also like going back to the the hybrid cards i was thinking about like the the pledge mage the the mm-hmm. silver the silver quill pledge mage and yep. how it fits in both like a black green deck and a white black deck right like black green uh, one of the black green decks cares about life gain and yeah. it gets lifelink on Magecraft. Right. And yep. then like the white black deck kind of cares about like flyers and evasion and yeah, it gets flying. I mean, like that card in particular is also pretty good in the lore hold deck. Yeah. Where it, you're, you're aggressive as well. And it's like the flying yeah. fits well into there as well. Yeah. Just like the lore hold pledge mage is like, Oh, like, you know, both, both halves are, it's like, both it's aggressive but like the red white decks are aggressive the white black decks can be aggressive yeah or they can be grindy i think they did a good job of while there are only 
10 or five color pairs it feels yeah. like each color pair has two distinct archetypes like there's like black um, green sacrifice yeah and then black, and black life green gain. life gain and i think yeah. there's like a black white grindy deck like yeah. more controlling and, and there's like, like a tempo like a tempo like aggro like you yeah. know two three four kind of thing yeah uh, or i guess more like there's like the plus one plus one counters deck Right, like as like the like supported archetype, and then there's like the, the technically probably like the Magecraft deck, yeah, right. But they kind of split as like, you know, there's a grindy controlling deck, the plus one plus one, and the Magecraft. Red mm-hmm. white is like again can be grindy, where you're like yeah. recurring things to get spirits and whatnot, and then you can just like, you know, kill run people, people over. Yeah, I think. Blue green, like blue green, I guess it might be like tempo and then just like big rampy stuff. Well, like the blue green decks can be kind of controlly too, though. Yeah. But like they, they did a good job of like, even though there are two color pairs, they made sure there were two decks in each color pair. Yeah. No, like I, I definitely agree. Two supported, like, hey, these cards say do this thing on them. Right. Like, oh, hey, this, like you have like a uh, cram session, gain four life mm-hmm. that goes in the life game black green deck. And then you have yep. Hunt for Pest, which is make sacrifice fodder, and they both right. learn, or they're both two mana. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if I had the life gain deck, I bore what this one. If I have the sacrifice deck, I'm on with the pest thing. So yep. I think they did a good job that you're not gonna. It's not like you get locked into like playing the same like black white deck each time. Yep. I got one more thing to add before we All move right. on here, unless you got something else to add. Nope. Go ahead. When we were doing our mechanics review. Yes. We had talked about how Magecraft might not work super well in Limited because of creature density. Yep. How many creatures have you been running? I'm still at like 14 to 16 for the most part. I've gotten down to as low as 10. Yeah. I think most of my decks have been somewhere in the 12 to 14 range. I feel like that's perfectly fine. I haven't really been you know, feeling the, like I didn't have enough creatures in my deck. There's always something to do. And, like, I think also what I didn't appreciate was the fact that you have, like, you know, two or three cards in your sideboard that are three mana make a creature. Right. So, you know, you cast your your cram session, you get whatever Mm -hmm. mage craft triggers that you're going to get from that. And then you go into your sideboard and you get a creature. Yeah, you get a pest summoning that then gives you all those triggers again. Right. So like a lot of your spells turn into other spells. Yeah. It's so also I, nice that you can get like, they made those hybrids so you can get the off color ones. Yeah. So you can run like the inkling, whatever in your Witherbloom deck. Yes. And like have same. access. Yeah. Have access to your flyer and yeah, it's nice that you can change them up. Yeah, it is. I mean, the elemental summoning like never wheels cause it goes into like, the Prismari yeah. deck, but it's also really good in the uh, Quandrix deck. Quandrix, yeah. So, no, I think I was wrong there. Like, there's just more spells than I realized there would be. Like, you have a deck that has, like, six spells in it, but you might actually have, like, ten spells in your deck by the time you pull or four, pull yeah. four things out of your sideboard. Yep. All right, so, Mystical Archives and their impact on Historic. <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you think about this? 
this is no longer the place you get to play. Not that it really was, but it's definitely not the place you get to play your like old standard deck that you miss playing. Oh, definitely not. They have just dumped a bunch of like 11s into the card pool. So there was a bunch of people like fighting with sticks and rocks and stuff, and they just handed them all machine guns. Yeah. And the people that are like still with sticks and rocks are dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I was going to be like super cool and come up with a cool deck for like, you know, our discord and maybe for listeners to work on or whatever. And I had this idea for like a Ponza deck where you're like red green and, you know, we have stone rain now. And we also had that goblin that you can kick to destroy a land. Uh, so I was like, yeah. oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Like that, there's a, this land destruction package and, you know, we have some stompy stuff that like if you're playing Gruel Spellbreaker has a little bit of evasion, whatever. But I just kept getting wrecked by these like team returns decks that are just like, I'm going to take I'm going to fog, fog, fog and take all of the turns. And like all of your land destruction doesn't matter because I played 100 extra lands. Yeah, it's like, oops, or like yeah. the the Phoenix decks that have been running around. Yeah, I don't know how good they are. Like, uh, again, if you listen to uh, Arena Decklist, they were just like, don't play them. They're bad. I mean, they're fine. But like people yeah, have been super excited to play that. I've been playing. I played like the Neostorm deck, but mm-hmm. with with Brainstorm. Yeah. And I, like I mentioned, like, it's just really good and consistent. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that you don't appreciate is like on uh, like turn two, my Rector's opponent like was like Thoughtseize and I put my combo pieces on top of my deck with yeah, my Brainstorm them. and I was just like, and you're dead now. Like you right. just get, <laughs> you don't know you're dead, but you are a hundred percent dead. Yeah. And, uh, so like doing stuff like that. So there is more play, but there are just like, they're just absurd things that are going yeah. on. I put in our like, you know, our group chat about how my opponent didn't do it because apparently they didn't know. But mm-hmm. if you have Hazaret's Memorial and uh, Grinning Ignis, you draw your entire deck. Yeah. And my opponent had like three mana up with a Hazaret's Monument out and played a Grinning Ignis. And I was like, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. And then they passed the turn. And I was like, oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Like, it's all there for you. And like, oh, okay. Saffron Olive just put out a a mono red storm deck where he went three, two. But like all the games were like close. It wasn't like, like he could have easily gone five oh with mono red storm, like Steamkin, Burgie, Hazard's Memorial, and then Ingus, the man, the myth, the legend. Yep. So, like, there's a Storm deck that is, like, I think legitimate yep. in the format. Kill with Grape Shot? Kill with Grape Shot, yeah. And does Hazard's Monument let you loot when you cast a spell, too, right? It lets you uh, rummage. Rummage, yeah, so you can find your Grape Shot. Yeah, so, like, if you have an Ignis and a card in your hand. Yeah. And you need one mana untapped. So, like, yeah. if you go, like, turn three, Hazard's Monument, turn four, Ignis, mm-hmm. you draw your entire deck. Yep. Because it the playing the Ignis and picking it up only costs three. Right. And that's how much Ignis makes. Yep. So you get the first one down and then you just like tap a red, repeat yep. process, and you just yep. find your grape shot. Yep. 
So that is that is interesting. But yeah, I think that like there the format is not the same because mm-hmm. like they just dumped so many powerful cards in. Yeah. That you just it, it's absurd. Yeah. Like like you know you're like you said like you're over here like playing like some rocks you're rock fighting and then like someone comes in with like a mecha godzilla and you're like oh <laughs> oh geez like like i had an opponent go turn one thought sees turn two faithless looting pitch a uh like I forget what they they pitch something and a young pyromancer and then they claimed their young pyromancer Whew. and i was like dear god <laughs> what am i even doing yeah. Like this is just dumb. Yeah. So it is in no way the same format. I think yeah. Brainstorm, if you do work, is still very good. Mm-hmm. Like the format now is a faithless looting format. Like it's a faithless looting brainstorm format. Yeah, it definitely is. Right? Like Well, know. I mean for for a, until it was banned in modern, like people were calling Faithless the Red Brainstorm. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it is in this format as well. Yeah. Right. In the black red decks, it's just their brainstorm. Right. And uh, I'm trying to think what else is like. Well, you talked about the fact that uh, we mentioned it before, like time warp. Yeah. Is just dumb because it doesn't exile itself. Yeah. And we've already established that people are going to take all of the turns. If Mm -hmm. that is even remotely close to like a reasonable thing to do. There's the Nivet's Mastery deck that, like, LSV... Yeah, I hadn't seen this. You were telling L- me about it earlier. LSV and BK, like, brooded on constructed resources, just kind of, like, sketched out, and then people started playing with it. So it's uh, th- the three and a red, like, exile a spell from your graveyard and cast it. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to discard Saltai Ultimatums. And so yeah. you have you have Nivet's Mastery, but you also have the... Um, Sphinx from uh, Jumpstart, yeah, and on burial rights. So you have eight, like eight ways, quote unquote, to cast your ultimatum for four mana. Yeah, and then once you cast your ultimatum, you win the game. Mm-hmm. Like you just get piles that win you the game. Yeah. So like piles that they have to give you another ultimate, like a turn and another ultimatum. Yeah. Or they, you know, or they give you effectively two ultimatums that you just get to cast right away. Mm. And so, and then you're just like, all right, you've got to give me a turn or another ultimatum. And then they give you the turn and you're like, I had another ultimatum in my hand. (laughs) Uh, And so you just like win the game that way on turn four pretty consistently. Uh, That deck was floating around the internet. I haven't played it, but. I was like, yeah, I hadn't seen it either. Yeah, I was like, that's that's what I want to do with Nivet's Mastery. It's just like we're not going to do this fair. Yeah. What else have I seen? the The black red decks are just kind of what we predicted them to be: Thought Season, Inquisition, yeah. Faithless Looting. Yep. There's uh, turns. There's um, like I said, Phoenix, and like I don't think there's a consistent like Phoenix list. Apparently, no, I've played against it a couple times, but yeah, but I don't think there's like. A, this is the Phoenix list. I don't think people are trying to figure it out, but it's also kind of like Jund in yeah. that it's not a list that's going to ever be like 100% figured out. 
Right. Because people are going to, like, want to hedge against different things. Yeah. So they're going to have, like, you know, you know, 57 cards the same, but the last three are going to change. Yeah. Oh, apparently um, Mind's Desire is unplayable. No way. It's unplayable because of the arena interface. It doesn't reset the rope. Oh, when you really? Cast, when you cast your spells off of Mind's Desire. Oh, man. So people were talking about how they were just sick of, like, they had to just, like, constantly race the rope. Huh. So you, like, storm off and you play your Mind's Desire, and then you can't cast all the spells out of Exile because the rope doesn't reset. Oh, man. So that could be something that they just, like, patch and fix. But, I mean, there was a patch that I had to download, like, right before we started the show. Okay. So maybe it's so fixed may, now. Maybe, that, maybe that's fixed now. Because, yeah. like, they did, like, the, was it closing statement? The yeah. uncom Like, it gives you priority on your end step to mm-hmm. cast it. Yeah. So, like, that's they nice. know. Yeah. So it doesn't pass through your end step. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I did notice that. So they they can fix these kind of things, and that's something that seems like it's a relatively easy fix because it just doesn't work. Yeah, because arena things. Yep. But I think those are the big ones that I've seen. But again, I just I played like best of one on like Thursday because I didn't yeah. have time to like play to like do a draft. Yeah, I, I played a bunch of best of one on Sunday. I haven't played any best of three. Maybe that's why I didn't see any of the. Um ultimatum deck yeah like Um, i haven't seen it like i've just i've seen people play against it and i've like heard tell of the ultimatum deck but i've not seen it get played i've not played against it i should yeah i was i was just killing people on turn three with storm herald yeah i mean and like yeah faithless looting and you said wither bloom command just make that deck absurd yeah Yeah, yeah, turbocharged yeah that turn the whole deck up to 11 I know that you have uh, a list in Discord. I might go look at it. Maybe I'll tinker with it some as well. See if we can come up with like a a list. Yeah, I definitely like, think that I can tweak the uh, the enchantment package to make it better. Yeah, yeah like I only like in that Grixis list, I only ran like 12 enchantments total. Yeah. So I think that, that is like that is probably the right number, maybe 11, but I think 12 with like Faithless Looting. Yeah. And, like, you get, like, being heavier in black, you do get, like, Thoughtseize and Inquisition. Like, you can actually interact with your opponent. Uh, I wasn't playing any interaction at all. Oh, you weren't? Okay. No. No. The the deck is basically the the same list that I think you sent me the first draft of forever ago. Okay. That I just put Faithless Lootings and Witherbloom Commands in. And we're just like, this is good? Yep, this this is perfectly fine. I was comboing goblins before they could combo me so which is which is a fine place to be yeah uh, not not a huge fan of goblins yep i think my my turn one the last game i played against goblins was stitcher supplier mill three and then my opponent played a mountain and a skirt prospector and passed the turn and i witherbloom commanded milled myself and killed my stitcher supplier and then my opponent played a goblin instigator and made a token and then i storm heralded and killed him (laughs) yes you're just like and that's not good enough yeah um yeah no i'll have to i'll have to mess up that list and see because i would be um 
interested to see what we can do with it. Like, I think, like, I like I said, I have a Nia Storm deck that I think is pretty solid that I can put out there. Yeah, you should. As, I, I'd be interested to see that one. So you should post that one up in Discord too. Yeah. So if any of you, if any of you were interested in the, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna dunk on someone ever so slightly. So <laughs> like, um, Yo Man Five puts out his 50 decks for each set. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't look at any of his. For and this. he put up a uh, a Neoform deck with Brainstorm and Faithless Looting. Yeah. And a bunch of the. Fastlands from uh, from uh, Kaladesh and like yeah. Bowman like asked him a question about like why do you have like a night pack ambusher in here and he's like read the description it's really good against blah 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 and like I like don't play Fastlands in the deck yeah because like the number of games that you're like if I hit my fourth land untapped I win this game yeah is like 85% of your games yeah and like having a fast land that comes into play tap just loses you way more games than having an untapped painless land on turn one can yeah. ever win you. Yeah. Um, I think that unless your deck is super tough on your mana, which I know that deck kind of is, unless your deck is super tough on the mana, I think the pathways are kind of just better than the fast lands. Yeah. Um, what's nice is now... The deck used to be harder on your mana, or at least the yeah. version I played, because I played a lot of like cantripping creatures to get through my yeah. deck. Uh, Brainstorm takes care of that. It's it's blue red splash neoform. Yeah. So like some some fabled passages and some forests, and like I think I'm just playing all twelve shocklands. Is, okay. Is perfectly fine. I think I'm probably two lands heavy right now, mm-hmm. but I wanted to. Uh, but it's like perfectly fine like i'm at 23 lands i could probably go down to 22 or 21 but like making sure you never miss your fourth land drop yeah is is a big deal but yeah i I can put that up there because i think it'll be it's a deck that is like reasonable yeah and like so at some point like they're going to print dual caster mage and like a pioneer legal product yeah and like or something like i thought we were going to get it the set Mm-hmm. Like just something that comes into play for three minute and copies a uh, uh, a spell, yeah. So, but at some point they're going to like that's going to be a deck that's going to be pioneer playable. I'm, I, I'm assuming, and so getting reps yeah. with it is is a good thing. Though the brainstorm version makes makes it so much better. <laughs> and also, yeah. faithless looting's not great because the cards you don't want, you want them in your deck. Yeah. You don't want them in your in your graveyard because you can't go get them then. Right. The other thing the deck really needs to be like pushed over the top is like a three mana when it enters play, creatures you can draw get plus one, plus O in haste till end of turn. We don't or, have that? There's nothing that does that? Nope. Uh, it feels the, like there should be. The stupid um uh like wall that gives all yeah. your creatures haste. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like there's hmm. not another because I was like, because like sometimes the way people try to beat you is they let you combo off and then yeah. they kill your wall. Right. And so sometimes you have to you have to get two walls to uh, make sure they can't kill you. Yeah. But or they can't kill it. But if you had like or even just enters play gives your creatures haste. If it's an yeah. ETB, then they can't kill it. It doesn't matter anymore. Oh, I gotcha. Right. 
So the fact that it's as static gives it haste makes it so if it dies, then you like have put all your creatures on the battlefield. They kill it, then they're like wrath of God, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't have any more creatures anymore. I guess right. I am sad. <laughs> I guess I am sad times now. Yeah, no way. Just no way for you to win. Yeah, you're like I have no power and toughness in my deck. This yeah. is not good. Yeah, but it's it's a very different format, and it's like basically now, what can you do with the mystical archives? Yeah. Because they just put, you know, seven legacy cards and like eight <laughs> modern cards into right. a format that like, you know, was playing opt as the best right. like blue cantrip. Yeah. And then we got brainstorm. Right. And it was skip like, over all the ones in the middle that are too good for modern. Yeah. Or like, oh, hey, we were playing crash through. Mm-hmm. Here's faithful saluting. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is a huge upgrade. Okay. Definitely. So, yeah, they've just like just taken the format and just thrown it on its head. And I think that this is probably something that's going to continue because Mm -hmm. evil corporation time, right? I have Neoform together. I would have just kept playing that deck as my I'm going to get try to get some wins today deck. Yeah. Kind of indefinitely. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, hey. Here's you need eight wild, or, yeah, eight wild cards. Yeah, you need a bunch of wild cards to make this work. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I have to get these wild cards now. Yeah. And uh, so, right, I had to, like, you know, spend, in air quotes, money to mm-hmm. get, or spend, and then the money's in air quotes, whatever. I had to right. spend, I had to spend resources on Arena to get these cards. And, yeah. you know, like, oh, hey, if you want to play Jun Storm Herald, You've got to get spend four rare four rare wild cards on this faithless looting that was a common every other time it was printed, just like brainstorm. Yeah, like that's kind of another point that I wanted to talk about in the next section. So let's uh, move on to the next section and talk about it here. Okay. When after I moved on from limited, and I plan on going back to limited because it was a lot of fun, but I wanted to get some historic and uh, standard in before we did this show. So I had started with standard to see what new decks I was going to find. And I didn't find any. So I went to, you know, the world of content creation to see if I could find some new decks and I couldn't find any. And then the ones that I could find were like, Oh, here's a, a budget version of something that I think could be competitive in this environment so that you can save your wild cards for mystical archives. All of the people that were, you know, had made comment or content for the standard format were like, oh, we know you're not going to play this format. You want to play the Mystical Archives, but here's a standard deck so that you can play this to grind, you know, grind gems or grind gold or whatever, so that you can go ahead and, you know, use your wild cards for Mystical Archives. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it kind of makes sense because it's just like, hey, here's all this ridiculous stuff. Yeah, that like you've never got to do before, and this yeah. is so outsized in like power and effect mm-hmm. that you're gonna be drawn to this over being drawn to the standard format. Maybe they were like, "Wow, Throat of Eldraine is garbage. Theros was way more powerful than we thought it was." Yeah, and Ikoria was way more powerful than we thought it was to the point we had to like nerf a mechanic. Right we've got to pull the power level back 
So oh, I definitely pulled, think they did. So they pulled the power level back in Keldheim because it basically didn't do anything to standard. Right. And then they pulled the power level. And then they're still pulling the power level back in Strixhaven. Yeah. And it's like, why are people going to buy these cards? And they're like, we can make these mystical archives so that mm-hmm. people will crack packs and like do stuff on Arena. Yeah. So it could very well be that like the reason the mystical archives are there is because they're like, these aren't going to, these cards aren't going to sell because they're not going to do anything. Yeah. So, or, you know, or the cards that are going to do something are like uncommons. Because again, I probably think that like Plum, the Forbidden, might mm-hmm. be like really good. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not complaining. No, right? I'm not either. I think like the power level needed to be dialed back some. And yeah. I'm fine with the power level being dialed back. But like for a set, for a standard legal set, to have actual no impact on the format is bizarre. Yeah, now, if- we're recording this on Monday. So, you know, when this episode comes out and you listen to it like Thursday or Friday, more likely, um, like the format, it could have changed the format and people just weren't playing standard. That's, you know, completely within the realm of possibility. But from what I saw over this weekend, like, all of the decks are the same. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, you know, hard to break into, you know, right? You're not an adventure, so you don't play well with Edgewalling Keeper. So right. I don't need you. Right. Yep. I already have my, like, combo package that I get with my, uh, my, the Saltai Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. So why none of these things are better than what I'm getting now. Right. So, like I said, I'm not complaining because it's nice that, you know, it doesn't look like we're just, like, blowing up Legacy and Modern. Yeah. With, like, this set. So, I'm okay with that. And I think the only way you make it make a big impact is you have to blow up Legacy and Modern because (laughs) all the cards before kind of blew up Legacy and Modern. Right. So, like... Yeah, if you like pull it back and they might be there might be more stuff that's impactful once like throne Ikoria and uh, Theros rotate mm-hmm. right you clear that stuff out and then like you know the sets are oh gosh I don't remember what the, the false uh, Zendikar yep Zendikar Keldheim Zendikar Keldheim and uh in Strixhaven, and then whatever the the core set is, yeah, or the, uh, Forgotten Realms, Forgotten Realms, and then you know, however they hodgepodge put out like the Innistrad set, right? Yeah, that's gonna be weird. So, but like maybe Strixhaven is fine in an environment where you don't have like one of the most powerful sets since like I don't know Mirrodin, <laughs> yeah, or like you know. Innistrad had a few powerful cards, but I don't think you look at Innistrad and just go like, oh, man, that set was broken. But you look at like, I think you look at Throne and you're just like, oh, all of these cards are broken. Right. Okay. Uh, Oko was banned in every format. Every format. Yeah. So, and then you have Uro's banned in every format, but Legacy in the next set. Yeah. And we had to ban... A companion in vintage. 
for a while. And changed the way the entire mechanic works because it was too good. And Yurion is still one of the better decks, even right. nerfed. Yeah. I can't imagine if they hadn't changed the mechanic, just like how stupid everything would be. So yeah. I am I am fine with this. I think that you should take advantage of the fact that this set's not impacting standard. And again, mm-hmm. there's still not a lot of physical standard being pay, played to like right. get your to get the cards you think in six mm-hmm. months might be good or you might want to play. Yeah. Um, on the same topic, Modern Horizons 2, I believe, comes out before the core set. Dear God. So if there's things, if you're thinking of getting into Modern, if there's things that you're you know wanting to pick up, that's going to bring a whole lot of attention to Modern cards. Yeah. And Modern cards, like since the pandemic, have been very cheap. Yeah. So it might be time to pick up some modern stuff if you're looking to get into modern. Yeah. Also, like you said about the mystical archives, like the I don't I haven't looked at the prices. I was trying to on TCG, but the way they I like, haven't looked at any of them yet because the I they figured like, they're going to tank once uh, collector boosters hit the market. Yeah. Well, that and just like having played the the games on Arena, like there mm-hmm. are way more mystical archives than I thought there would be. Like it feels like there's a ton. Yeah. Right. So I can't imagine that they're going to like be super hard to come by. Yeah. And you said how many like there's like two in every collector's booster or something? Uh there's at least three, I think. There's okay. yeah. a regular one, a Japanese one, and then a foil that can be either or, I believe. So like right now I went and looked at, you know, Faithful Sluting. Yeah. And it's three fifteen for the non foil. Yeah. The foil's twenty, but like yeah. no one's opened any product. Right. So I think Yeah, they're gonna that, they're gonna be cheap. I think they're, they're speckable too, so Yeah. I think there's something you can get now cheap and then mm-hmm. in a few years will be worth something. So like a- again, in a world that makes no sense. Yeah. Inquisition of Kozilek is six eighty for the normal so twice the price of a faithless looting yeah foils though are 16 dollars four dollars less than a faithless looting what sense does that make uh i do not know huh uh but right if that's where they're if they're starting at seven dollars yeah for like effectively pre-sale they're going to get like really cheap yeah back in my day i remember when i was buying into modern I think I paid 16 or $17 for my Inquisitions. Yeah. But like, if there's any of the uncommon ones that you want, like, I think like you're, you're going to be a wash in like dresses. Yeah. Like those are going to be cheap. Even the foil. That's a cool dress too. No, I, I like it. Like, I'm going to get four of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it will like, you know, displace the, uh, the Urza's ones, but we'll, we'll get some. Yeah. Same with like the eliminates. I think the eliminates are really cool. Yeah, right? I like the like, spark too. But I mean, the spark doesn't really see a ton of play. But it doesn't. Yeah, I had I had a uh, a a four drop de sparked, and I was like, "Are you serious? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is not a what is going on here? This yeah. is garbage." But yeah, I think that 
the standard legal signal, the standard legal singles are going mm-hmm. to be particularly cheap because they're not doing anything, and this product right. is still going to get open like crazy. Yeah, for the mystical archives. Yeah. So like, there's definitely like, I think that like, if you're someone who's like, oh, I want some snarls, I think those things are going to be like two or three bucks. If they're even that. Another thing that I don't think you're quite taking into consideration is people are going to target the collector boosters, I think, even more than normal because of that, the foil Japanese demonic tutor. Okay. I I can almost guarantee you that's going to be like multiple hundreds of dollars and like appreciate over time. So I think that's probably like the holy grail, you know, Japanese lily from War of the Spark type thing where it's gotcha. you know super rare and you know a thousand dollars or whatever and people are cracking product just to open one to send it out for grading. I think that's what the uh the foil Japanese demonic tutor is gonna be. So I think people are gonna be opening product for that too, which is gonna drive the price of everything else down. I mean right now like a foil Japanese Inquisition is yeah. fifty four dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. I agree. I think that there, but there's going to be just a lot of like this product opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more than previous pandemic sets because Probably. of the mystical archive. And yeah. I think there's also people that are like starting to like get the itch that like we're going to be able to go back out. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to try to hop, like get some cards here. Yeah. So, yeah, I am looking forward to, um, to getting some mystical archives like i'm like starting to like get a list in my head of like what thing <laughs> what things do i want yeah a get lot in of order are, together yeah a lot of them are black but yeah. i'm probably i'll probably get an order together i'll probably make a list this weekend and check prices i might not actually make an order until next week though yeah like the dark ritual like the foil dark ritual is yeah. twenty two dollars like that's gonna come down and like you know, yeah. There there could be a a, a time for uh, tin fins to come back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like I don't play with foreign cards, so like I'm opening a collector booster box here for the box opening video, but like I don't want any of those Japanese cards. I'll probably get rid of all of them and convert yeah. them into normal I, ones. I'm the same way. So like the pre-sale eliminates the foil, the the non-foil eliminates are like thirty cents. Yeah, yeah, and then the fo- foil ones are four dollars. Yeah, and like regular foil eliminates when they came out were four dollars. Right. So like I think the uncommons are going to be cheap. So if there's some that you're like, oh hey, mm-hmm. I really want to like spiff up my deck with like, you know, the du- the duress is seventy seven cents. Yeah, I mean, these shocks are head and shoulders above every other shock except for the Atag. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The Atag, got to get him. But yeah, yeah no, like th- that shock, like that shock's on the list of like cards I will play and yep. like would like like to have. Mm-hmm. So I will be keeping my eye on, on that. I mean, there's some Japanese ones that you're like, the Japanese opt, you could talk me into that. Uh, I mean, the artwork on all of them is absolutely gorgeous, but I can't stand not being able to read my cards. Yeah, even when I know what they do, I still like yeah. being able to like read them. 
But no, there are a number of cards that are just like, oh, this is great. I should probably have this. Yeah. In regular and probably foil. And because if the foils yeah. are like a buck or two, like this is a situation where you could probably like, you know, agonizing remorse if the foils are like a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. That's a card that you could buy eight of. And Absolutely. in a, a couple of years, if Pioneer picks up, that's a premier right. discard spell in Pioneer, it might yeah. be five or six dollars. Yep. So I think that there's a lot of the uncommon ones that you're not going to see this art treatment again, mm-hmm. or at least for a while. That you yep. could get, like the Croson grip. Like I like this Croson grip probably better. Yeah, it's than, cool. And like it's three dollars. Mm-hmm. I actually I kind of like this Cultivate better than the Borderless one from Core Twenty One. Yeah. So like, I think there's definitely like a, some cards that might see like you know shock, that see mm-hmm. like Eternal Player, Pioneer Play or something. Right. Those are cards that definitely can appreciate over time because you're not going to see this exact treatment. Yeah. And like duress, I mean, duress has basically been printed into every single standard format. Yes. So if you, you know, spring pay five bucks for a set of foil duresses or whatever, like you're going to be able to play those forever. Like they can always be your duress. Yeah. They're just going to be super nice to have. Yeah. I mean, can we like, get on the blower to like wizards and be like hey can we like try a cool thing where you make like the sick japan let the japanese artists go nuts and then put some english words on them <laughs> like instead cool. of having to play japanese cards yeah yeah like, this this like box opening video should be fun watching me stumble through trying to figure out what cards are what based on the casting cost and how many lines of text they have yeah you guys should all tune tune in for that <laughs> so here here's so, like, the Japanese alt arts, there's also uh, foil etched. So, are there the etched foils? Or not oh, yeah. Forgot that you... Well, for both of them, you can get foil etched. The Japanese ones and the other ones, I believe, come foil etched. So, okay, I, I just got to get my head around this real quick. So, we have the non-foil ones. Yep. Then we have the foil ones. Yeah. Then we have the etched foil ones. I forgot they were etched foils. So there's, so there's three versions of every card. Yeah. Yeah, like these things are gonna be dirt cheap. Yeah. Like especially the like the non foil ones because people are gonna be fighting over the fancy etched foil and like regular foil ones. Yeah. So, yeah, like I think you know picking like I want the fo- I want like extra foils for whatever reason like they could go up because i there's gonna be people that like really prefer that over the etched foil or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah we really need to like get them to like do some like japanese get some japanese artists to do some cards with some english words on it (laughs) because like these are these are also good like to the point where like i almost want to buy the japanese faithful saluting yeah and just be like okay look you can see down here where it says two in a red. We all know what this card is. <laughs> it's faithless looting. It's faithless looting. Come on. Yeah. So we did a little finance. We did a little like set stuff. So yeah, a little bit I of think, limited talk, a little bit of yeah. constructed talk. So I think that probably makes an episode. I think we have a show. So if you want to tell us what cards uh, we missed or are going to totally break standard, uh, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Absolutely. If you broke standard, let me know. 
on Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG, or on email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Coming off of the back of that little finance segment, if you're looking to pick anything up, we would appreciate it if you used our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com, to pick up uh, you know anything you're looking for. Like I said, I'm going to make a list probably this weekend. I'll be checking prices once I sense it getting towards the bottom. I'll probably go ahead and make my order next week or next weekend for everything that I'm missing. Um, and if you use our TCG player affiliate link, you help support the show. If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. And don't forget to jump in our discord. Uh, should be a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. If you want to join in the conversation. All right. And with that, we will catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internets.